Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We're on day 219, which brings us to Balaam and Numbers 24 and this wonderful sort of intermission from being with the Israelites on their journey through the desert wilderness and a lot of complaining and some rebelling and some judging. We, we, we leave them to get an outsider perspective and see that in fact, this grumbling and complaining and struggling mass of humanity is blessed and protected by God, is God's chosen people and his hand is upon them. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love that is faithful, so much more faithful than ours, your power and wisdom that are unlimited. And Father, thank you for your word that brings your truth to us. Please speak to us through your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Numbers chapter 24. When Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go, as at other times, to look for omens, but set his face toward the wilderness. And Balaam lifted up his eyes and saw Israel camping tribe by tribe. And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he took up his discourse and said, The oracle of Balaam, the son of Beor, the oracle of the man whose eye is opened, the oracle of him who hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty, falling down with his eyes uncovered. How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your encampments, O Israel, like palm groves that stretch afar, like gardens beside a river, like aloes that the Lord has planted, like cedar trees beside the waters. Water shall flow from his buckets, and his seed shall be in many waters. His king shall be higher than Agag, and his kingdom shall be exalted. God brings him out of Egypt and is for him like the horns of the wild ox. He shall eat up the nations, his adversaries. He shall break their bones in pieces and pierce them through with his arrows. He crouched. He lay down like a lion. And like a lioness, who will rouse him up? Blessed are those who bless you, and cursed are those who curse you. And Balak's anger was kindled against Balaam, and he struck his hands together. And Balak said to Balaam, I called you to curse my enemies, and behold, you have blessed them these three times. Now, therefore, flee to your own place. I said I will certainly honor you, but the Lord has held you back from honor. And Balaam said to Balak, Did I not tell your messengers whom you sent to me, if Balak should give me his house full of silver and gold, I would not be able to go beyond the word of the Lord to do either good or bad of my own will? What the Lord speaks, that will I speak. And now behold, I am going to my people. Come, I will let you know what this people will do to your people in the latter days. And he took up his discourse and said, The oracle of Balaam, the son of Beor, 
the oracle of the man whose eye is opened, the oracle of him who hears the words of God and knows the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty falling down with his eyes uncovered. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down all the sons of Sheth. Edom shall be dispossessed. Seir also his enemies shall be dispossessed. Israel is doing valiantly. And one from Jacob shall exercise dominion and destroy the survivors of cities. Then he looked on Amalek and took up his discourse and said, Amalek was the first among the nations, but its end is utter destruction. And he looked on the Kenite and took up his discourse and said, Enduring is your dwelling place, and your nest is set in the rock. Nevertheless, Cain shall be burned when Asher takes you away captive. And he took up his discourse and said, Alas, who shall live when God does this? But ships shall come from Kittim, and shall afflict Asher and Eber, and he too shall come to utter destruction. Then Balaam rose, and went back to his place, and Balak also went on his way. Went his way. That's Numbers chapter 24. So in each of these two chapters, 23 and 24, we have two oracles of Balaam. Now, so that's four altogether. The first three were all given directly in response to Balak setting up altars and making sacrifices and asking uh, Balaam to, to curse the people of Israel. But this, and so this, let's look at that third one first. But the fourth one is, is really Balaam being given his own insight into the future and then just speaking that forth without being prompted. In fact, he's already been told to basically shut his mouth and go home because Balak doesn't want to hear anything else he has to say. And then he, he further speaks on probably the most um, blunt and condemning word of all that he says to Balak. So here's Balaam's third discourse. And what's, what's different about this one is he's looking at, before he went two places where he saw just kind of a corner of the people. He saw like, you know, a, a remote sort of section of the camp or a little angle on a corner of the camp. But here he kind of casts his eyes out to try to get a vision of, of the whole. And as he does so, he's, he's overwhelmed with, with the beauty of this encampment, this orderly. I mean, we're talking about a million and a half plus people, almost impossible to think about, living in tents, stretched out over the desert wilderness plains. And yet they're all in order. They're all by their tribe in their encampments. And in the center of it all is, of course, the tabernacle with the pillar of uh, cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And so there's an order and there's a beauty to it uh, in the massive size and scale and he sings the praises of that. By the way, these oracles from Balaam almost certainly would have been sung as songs, as most prophetic oracles in the Old Testament were sung as songs. Um, and so here he's, he's seeing this and he says, God's with them. And you know what God's going to do? God is for 
him like the horns of the wild ox. We saw that yesterday in chapter 23. And because of that, he shall eat up nations, his adversaries, and shall break their bones in pieces. This is the first time that not only does Balaam not curse Israel, not only does he declare them blessed by God, but now he actually talks about the fact that because of God's blessing on them, Israel is going to crush the other nations that oppose them. And so they are, they are going to trample on anyone who is their adversary and opposes them. And then this oracle ends very significantly. Last two lines are critically important. Blessed are those who bless you and cursed are those who curse you. Now, why do I say that's critically important? Well, this takes us all the way back to the call of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. Remember when God called Abram in Genesis 12 and said, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make of you a great blessing. I will bless you and make your name great and you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So this blessing that was given to Abraham that those who bless him will be blessed those who curse him or dishonor him will be cursed, is now fulfilled many generations later. We're talking 500 years or so later that this is being fulfilled in now this multitude of the offspring of Abraham. When God spoke that word in Genesis 12, Abraham was 75 years old. He had no children. He was going to live to the age of 100 before he had one son, that legitimate son of promise. And here there's a multitude of a million and a half or more earlier last chapter said you can't even count the fourth part of them and and they are the heirs of this abrahamic blessing that those who bless them are blessed and those who curse them are cursed which also means that it will be through them that all the nations of the earth will be blessed <clears throat> so after this third discourse balak's had enough he is really, really mad. He strikes his hands together, which is a way of just really showing his anger and his near violent hatred for Balaam. And he basically says, you better get out of here before you get into some big trouble. Uh, I said, I will certainly honor you, but Yahweh has held you back from that honor. And, and Balaam just says, look, this is what I told you in the first place. Like when you sent for me, I said, I can't come curse anyone whom God has blessed. And then you sent more guys to bring more money. And I still said to you, I'm only going to be able to say what the Lord says to me. So Balaam's defending himself by saying, I've only done exactly what I said that I will do, but now I'll do even more. And I'm going to show you what the future is going to hold. And here is where we have the fourth and final oracle of Balaam, the one that God just gives to him unprompted and it is here where Christ is seen Christ is the star who will come out of Jacob the scepter who will rise out of Israel the wise men who came from the east in Matthew chapter 2 and came to visit Jesus they may have been aware of this prophecy of Balaam in a couple of different ways they might have been aware of it one is through Daniel, who was in Persia 
and who established a school of, of magi, of wise men in Persia. And those, those wise men who came would have been about 500 years later uh, within that same school of magi that Daniel had, had established. So it could very well be that there was this prophecy passed down from the Hebrew scriptures that Daniel taught to his school of magi in Persia. Or it could be that just because Balaam was such a well-known prophet, like I said, they've recently excavated uh, his tomb and, and the area where he lived and found that he really was a very wealthy, very powerful, very influential prophet. And so someone like that gets remembered. And so if this is one of his discourses that got written down and shared beyond just what's here in Numbers, he might have gone home and written it down uh, and it might have been spread throughout the area. Either way, whether they got it from Daniel or directly from the fact that Balaam was very, very famous within that area of the world, <clears throat> they have this prophecy and that's why they come when they see his star. They said, we have seen his star in the east and we have come to worship him because they were they knew that God had said through Balaam, a star shall come out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Now, Jesus, of course, came that first time humble to bring salvation, to bring a blessing to the nations. But Jesus also is coming back to judge and he will crush all of those who oppose him and his kingdom and who curse his people. So this is a vision of the first and second coming of Jesus, really just the coming of Jesus, because Jesus came the first time and his gospel is advancing in the world now, and then he's coming again personally, and it's the coming of Jesus that brings the gospel of salvation, and also that gospel of salvation brings judgment for any who reject it. And so it concludes uh, with just this, these words that are said that that God is absolutely going to rule over everyone. And the only way to come out of destruction, the only way to escape utter destruction would be to come and believe and, and bless the people of God and the God of Israel. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to be our savior. We thank you that we have come under your blessing and under your protection because by your grace, we have come to bless the name of the Lord. We have come to bless the name of Yahweh through your son, Jesus Christ, our savior. We have come to bless the God of Israel who keeps his promises. And that's by your grace that we're not coming under utter destruction because utter destruction is what we deserve because of our sin. But what you keep is the promise of the gospel for us by your grace and we thank you for it help us to walk in joy today in gratitude and humility help us to worship you and to sing praises to you from our hearts of gratitude that have been set free from sin and death and been brought into your everlasting kingdom we thank you in jesus name amen amen well thank you so much for uh, joining me today for numbers uh, 24 we're going to be jumping back over to, um, yeah, Ephesians, right? Ephesians chapter four is going to be on tap for tomorrow. Hope you can join us for that. And as always, have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.